Hey, everybody. How you doing? Miss Honoré, how's it going? Uh, magnificent. Thank you. Yes. How yes, are yes. you? I'm fantastic. I am. Uh, I got I got jealous of your workout this morning because when you and I talked earlier, you were like, I'm in the gym. I was like, oh, I need to get in the gym. So I rushed in there and I got a killer workout. But now my body temps are like screaming. So I'm glowing red. <laughs> Is it starting to come down? A little bit. Bit. Do we need to like put in? I remember when I was running when I was a kid, I would put um ice cubes in a towel and roll it up, put it around my neck to cool off. So actually it's a really good, yeah, really good idea. I should do that. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to pause the video? Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll just bring it to the video. It's just bring ice it packs all over me. Yeah, perfect. So um, what you're working on this week? Got anything fun in the hopper? Um, I'm getting my book bonuses ready for write your first nonfiction book, which comes out in not too terribly long. Yes, I am really excited about that one. And when you first brought the, uh, the idea of the book up, my brain skipped for a second and I'm like, this is, this is like this missing piece that yeah. I don't know how like, I don't know how that book is going to perform against you must write a book. Yeah. Right. Not that it's a competition between those They're two. Complimentary. Right. right. I think. They, right. Yeah. Um, I just think it's so beautifully specific that it's going to attract a very specific audience, obviously nonfiction authors, and it's just going to be super impactful. Well, have you cracked it open on the yes. spot? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I just haven't finished it. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll 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 table this for the next hour then. So, yeah. but but that's what I'm working on is I'm just putting all my ducks in a row. There are lots of ducks <laughs> for every for every book. There are lots of a lot of little things that need to be done. And I'm getting all of those things done. I'm working my way through my almost 500 point checklist. Lordy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. I, I'm that person that likes, like, um, oh, that's done. Check. <laughs> yeah, to me, the, like the number of things on a checklist, almost like the larger the number, almost the more fun, right? It's like some people are overwhelmed by that number. And I go, oh, that's like a lot of checks and checks feel good. I really have to just, what am I going to do today? Because I want all of the, I want, right? I'm right. like, I'd like it to all be finished right now, <laughs> but, <laughs> and I also have, I'm working in Pomodoros. And so when the alarm goes off, I have to just stop, save the document and get up and go do something, which is, which is very hard, especially when I'm on a roll. So, but I know I, I am doing it far enough in advance that I am almost finished. Right. So barring yeah. some, some external complications. Um, I am getting everything done early. We can talk that about that in, in another video about having your book in your hand well in advance of publication mm -hmm. and what that allows you to do, because I see a lot of just in time publishing where people are going right up until the date, loading files, experiencing frustration when things don't sail through um 
and it's a different feeling to have a box of your books show up well in advance of publication and to have them to give out to people. Have fun with that. I did it for the, you know, for the first time with my last book, had copies of my book that I was carrying around. And when someone would say, what are you working on? I'm like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and this is an advanced copy if you'd like one. Right. I was able to, and I was like, you know, you're getting this before it's for sale. You're getting this before awesome. it's available anywhere. And that was really fun. I'm working to do that this time. Although there have been some, some external complications, like I said, that may prevent that from happening so far in advance. But um, anyway, that's what I'm working on is I'm all, all in the, I'm all in mentally on the book and also the EBM mid-year meeting. So the so the book launches the Monday before we start the mid-year meeting Tuesday. Wow. Because I'm awesome. not crazy. Yeah, you're a little crazy. <laughs> not even a little. No, not at all crazy. What are you talking about? I'm not crazy. You're crazy. That's actually good because it kind of pulls your mind away for, you know, for a good reason uh, to do something fun that same time period. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're very experienced at this, so you're you're not like sitting at home, like biting nails, stressing your launch, but I'm not. Yeah. No. And I also um, know that the launch week, everything's done and now it's up to everything you've put in place. And so I can turn my focus to being fully present hmm. as opposed to sitting at my computer, refreshing my metrics. How many books did I sell this hour? What does the number say? Right. So right. Anyway, that's what I'm working on. I'm working on those two things primarily right now, which is really fun. Awesome. Those will be what I work on for the foreseeable future. I'm in a little and bit. It's, and then it's summer vacation. Yes. Just like that. Yeah. Which I've been like charting all the, for some reason, like June is like the month of trips. <laughs> it's like every week I'm on the road somewhere. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm having fun planning all that out. Is they're all good reasons to travel. They're all like really good reasons to travel. So it's yeah. fun. How many how many trips are you making to Nashville in the month of June asking for a friend? <laughs> well, one for sure. <laughs> I, I'm I'm possibly going to Pittsburgh. I'm definitely going to um to uh uh just outside, I'm trying to explain this in a way that where people that aren't familiar with that area might know, like in upper Western Virginia, it's like actually outside of Washington, DC in the country there. There's some beautiful uh, countryside and friends of ours are having a wedding celebration there. Nice. Um, also flying to New Orleans for a retirement ceremony for a military retirement ceremony for one of the guys that I was close with pretty much my whole career. And then um, there's two more trips in there and I'm, I just need to catch back up with my little calendar and see where the heck I'm going. But um, yeah, I got to bounce all these things around like amongst the kids events and stuff because they're graduating from school and all that stuff. So, okay. Other than that, yeah. slacker. <laughs> well, my, and that's like non-work related stuff. I mean, some of it's work related, but it's mostly non-work related. My big work related thing I'm working on is just getting the communities launched um, at EBMC and at Marino training and finishing up course pricing strategies book. Um, so I can get that over to Karen Hunsinger, editor extreme. Uh, is that book now overdue? No, actually we, so I took a different approach with this one. I didn't put, I didn't publish a publication date. So 
you know, you were talking about like getting your author copies Did early. you see my software glitch right there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a season, but not a date for, okay. for, for the book because I knew it was going to overlap with other projects and I didn't want to sacrifice the quality of any of those projects. Right. So each of them is giving and taking a little bit from each other um, so that I can get them all launched in their, in their own little right way. Um, now, with that being said, I do have a deadline in my head um, and it is end of summer. So it will go so to, September. right. So I have a June delivery to Karen and I've got a July delivery to the proofreader. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. I'm not gonna have a heart attack if it's not out, you know, uh, on a certain date, but it will be out, um, August, September, probably September. Okay. And it better be out by then because I've got, <laughs> I've got a book launch October 1st for fiction. <laughs> so, this must happen. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And a novella yeah. in the works as well. So, okay. Um, so I want to get into the topic because I don't want us to lose too much time to talk about this amazing yeah. uh, conversation we were having last week about email marketing and in your book, which is you must market your book. This one right here in chapter six, guys, if you haven't checked it out yet, it's tools and other book marketing necessities. We talked about like how important your email list is and some things to consider when building your list. Um, but I thought like one of the more interesting parts to me was, and this is something I don't hear a lot of people talk about, which is why I kind of resonated when I first read it, um, was you were talking about, um, hold on a second. Let me make sure I phrase it exactly how you wrote it in the book. What to write about? Cause people are like, I'm gonna have a, 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 an email list it's like going to be newsletter based. It's going to have a topic, but then as soon as they start stacking it, they're like, okay, I got to sit down and write the email. What am I going to say? Yep. And it's not like, uh, something specific to authors or non-authors to kind of have a little bit of like, uh, I don't know. I want to call it writer's block, but what's your approach to, you know, developing what to say in your email newsletters? Well, it used to be shotgun. Right. It used to be, I'm going to sit, I have a newsletter that's due. It needs to go out. It should have gone out an hour ago or it goes out tomorrow. What am I going to write about? What do I think people want to talk about? What's on my mind? What did I just read? What's my current thing that I'm focused on? And at some point, I know the point I decided that it would be better to analyze my audience, mm -hmm. drill down what it is that I know and then drill down what I know into different um, areas of expertise or topics. Right. And then get very intentional about meeting the person who's reading with the topic on in a regular uh, rhythm. Right. So to explain that in English. <laughs> um, speak your language. <laughs> yeah. So it's like what to write about. And then thinking about the life cycle of a reader and what they need to read about mm -hmm. and then having some strategy behind that. So the first time I thought about it was when I was back writing my single mom books and I would just sit down and like crank out article after article for my single mom blog. And then after years, I had written the six books. I had the blog posts, all the things, right? The little mini empire inside the empire. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to write about it anymore, but 
books are still being purchased and read. Blog is still being read. And it occurred to me that when I, when I took time to think about it, so this is really important, right? It's like, you have the, you have got to have some white space to really just think about things. And one of the things I was thinking about was I would get these emails from my readers and they would say, I'm unsubscribing. It's not you. It's me. When I found you, I was going through a divorce or my baby daddy and I have separated and I was a single mom. And so I went looking for resources for single moms. Mm. And now I'm in love and getting married again, or I've met someone and I'm partnered up again. And I noticed that that window of time was about 36 months. Oh, interesting. Which is three years. So I thought, okay, so if I go through and I come up with 36 months of rotating material, let me break it down into X number of topics. How many topics is that, right? How many topics can I rotate? And then let me go find the best posts that I've already written on those topics and then organize them and put them on a rotating basis. Because I have evergreen content or I can make it evergreen. And so in the single mom arena, we have, you know, the things that, that moms have challenges with as single moms. So first you got to get your, your, your personal game in order. So that's book number one. And then I wrote the cookbook because darn, if those ankle biters want to eat every day <laughs> and single moms are, you know, balancing things. And so I went in search of recipes that were seven ingredients or less on the table in 20 minutes or less. It didn't make me feel guilty for alternating between, you know, Taco Bell drive-through and grilled tree sandwiches, right? Like having some variety, some healthy variety, those sorts of things. So I wrote the cookbook and then single moms want to, um, know how to support their children financially. So I wrote the successful single mom gets rich. And so the six topics that came out of that became the six topics that I wrote about also a little about co-parenting in there, also a little about this, a little about that. And so I came up with my topics. And so over the years I had written like, well, how do Brad and Angelina co-parent, right? How do, you know, whoever the divorcing famous couple of the, the you know, the, that talk about it, how do right. Reese Witherspoon and her ex-husband co-parent and then have their new spouses and, you know, all of those sorts of things. And so then I went searching for those post because I was adding some strategy to my content development. Mm. So present day as someone who writes books for aspiring writers, specifically professionals and entrepreneurs who want to write, publish, and monetize their books. I then have come up with my content strategy around the five, you know, the five things, right? You've got to craft the book. You've got to write the book. You've got to publish the book. You've got to launch the book. You've got to market the book. Those are the things that everybody needs to do with their book. And then we have the Mac Daddy of them all, which is monetized, which allows me to write about all different things, all directing people on this path of, hey, do you want to have a book mm -hmm. that you write that gets out there and works for your business, for your business? Or is valuable so that when someone reads it, 
if they can't afford to talk to you, they take away golden nuggets, right? Because I feel like that's really important is I don't want someone to read my book and say, well, you didn't really tell me anything. You just told me that if I stroked a big check to you for a course or for your, you know, custom services that then I would get all of the stuff, right? right? Which is not how I really approach things. I approach things more like here's, I'm going to tell you everything I can tell you without talking to you, which is what I advise for my authors. Right. So that's my content strategy is, and so let me just back that up a little bit. You got to figure out what to write about. Well, what's your area of expertise broken into smaller subjects? Right. So that's what you're going to write about. So you're going to take it, take people through the life cycle of working with you. And then those are your different areas. So craft, write, publish, launch, market, monetize, <laughs> right? And then what's the life cycle of someone who's coming to you? Well, I just went with the life cycle of writing a book for my content, because I think the life cycle of someone working with me um, could be up to and including several years. Hmm. So I took what is a very complex mega subject and I've broken it down into small two to three minute daily Monday through Friday pieces of content that I am now repurposing right I'm now reusing that content and then expanding upon that content in ways so the best-selling book formula became uh came into existence because I wrote the best-selling book formula into an email hmm and someone, Ken Sanders, said, I wish this was a book. I wish you'd take this little topic and blow it up, which is what some people can do, which is what people can do with some of their topic areas. Because sometimes when you say, oh, well, here are the four things you need to know. Boop, 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 boop. Right. Someone goes, whoa, hold on. Let's put a pin in that. Let's sit there for a minute and let's expand on that. And then once you have the what you're going to write about and the life cycle of your reader, or how often you need to revisit something with your readers within a topic, then you say, okay, so what's my strategy for delivering that? How often, what am I going to write about? How often am I going to write about it? And how am I going to make that content? And this is something I didn't really talk about in the book, but I think it's important um, is how often am I going to share that with my readers and how can I expand upon that over time? Hmm. Yeah. Now you're doing that in like a monthly, like you have a topic a month, right? So like you, you do a month, roughly like a monthly topic, and then you have yeah. a daily distribution of information about that topic. Is that how that works? Well, now I'm just, I'm just cycling through those six topics in right. a year's time. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So right now, if someone is on my email list, we're on like day 22 of marketing. So everybody wants to know how to market their book, but what they're not always thinking about is that you're marketing your book when you're looking at that first blank piece of paper or that blank screen and you're saying, okay, I'm gonna write my book today. Today is the day, I'm ready, I'm gonna write my book. And they go and they're like the little cat on the typewriter, right? Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> cat on the computer, that meme. And they just kind of get a whole bunch of stuff out, but they haven't done... They haven't pulled out their compass. They haven't decided where they're going, right? how long they're going to need to get there, what they're going to need to wear when they get there, what kind of shoes are they going to wear on the trip? They got to have snacks. You got to be hydrated. Where are you going to, you know, where are you going to sleep? Right. You know, the trip might be 12 hours, but if the, in the middle of the trip, 
you're at the no tell motel on the side of the road because you didn't plan, like that's not good. And so I see a lot of lack of planning when it comes to books. And then therefore when it comes to, and I'm not a content creation specialist, I'm an honoré for honoré's business content creation specialist, because I sit in quiet and I think about how are my readers receiving this? Mm -hmm. And even the most recent iteration of this, which I know you experienced with me was I send these daily emails and I have friends of mine that are like, I get my cup of coffee. I sit down, I open up the email and I read the email, yeah. but I was having a lot of people unsubscribe too. Cause they were like, it's too many emails. So I thought, how do I serve them? How do I serve the people that don't want an email every day? Because I understand getting an email every day can be overwhelming because we just go from day to day to day to day. It's like, how is it Thursday again? <laughs> like we just had Thursday yesterday, but we didn't. So many things have happened. So if I have those emails piling up in my email box, my tendency in that situation is to delete, 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 delete. I thought I want an option. So I created the Saturday review to go with it. Some people get all six of those emails and some people just get one. They just get a Saturday review. Right. And then now, they can look at the topics and go back and see what I wrote about on a certain day and see if they want to read it or not. Right. So on your Saturday review email, it's basically an email with links and each um, article slash or newsletter, sorry, yeah. title so that they know. Yeah. And it also has a series number, right? Because yours are written right. in like, like, the, like, right, like you said, you're on like book 20 or you're on a newsletter 23 right now in this marketing series. Yeah. Um, when they click on that, does that take them to your blog where that newsletter is also posted? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm asking that for a reason because like, I don't, I don't think that some people do like you and I do where we uh, repurpose that content, right? So uh, I put all of my newsletters on my blog a week after the newsletter has been released. So this way my news list, my newsletter list gets all my content first, right? And then if they want, they can go pull it from the blog. You do something similar. Yours are a weekly distro in that one email. Um, I love that because I feel like sometimes content creators feel like they have to create unique content in every location. My blog is completely populated with my newsletter articles, right? So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. And if I'm doing my job correctly, like if I'm on my game that week, which is most weeks, like sometimes something just happens, like, and I just shouldn't be on video. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> or like I got really sick and I was able to write, but I wasn't like, shouldn't be doing podcast. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. um, I will do my podcast episode on the same topic as my newsletter 90% of the time. Right. Um, although I do find that like sometimes my my podcast is a little bit looser than my newsletter. Like I can just jump on and make an episode about something if I want, whereas the right. newsletter is on a weekly drumbeat kind of thing. Um, that's really cool. And I, and I just want to kind of recap like your three points in the book, because you talk about each of those three things. And then you at the at the end, when you say, all right, here's your strategy, you say, here's the exercise I want you to do. So if you're the kind of person listening to this or watching this and you're like, hey, this is all great. Like, tell me what I need to do. The three things that Honoré tells you to do is are, are how long is a client likely to engage with you? That's the identify their life cycle. Then answer the question, how often should they receive your newsletter? Mm -hmm. And then the third is do some math. For this example, let's say you have a client for five years, they should get an email newsletter from you twice a week. That's roughly eight times a month 
for 60 months, which would be 480 newsletters over that reader's life cycle. So if you're looking for the reference, this is in 63, page 63 of You Must Market Your Book. And I yes, you see my my little, this is here for a reason, guys. <laughs> it's like, I, I frequently reference this book. It sits on my desk next to me because I'm in the midst of marketing a book. Yeah. And I'm also um, did a revamp on my email list this year. So um, when, when you told me to find out how often uh, they should re receive my newsletter, I thought, well, this, I'm going to make this a little fun. And my context, like you said, you have your readers, you understand their life cycle. I took it upon myself to take some, some time, be patient with yourselves if you guys decide to do this. And I communicated with my audience in a very uh, fun, engaging and simple way. And just basically put out on my socials like, hey, what day of the week do you prefer to receive newsletters in your email? Yeah. And I collected tons of responses, some of which, by the way, were hilarious. Um, but I was speaking specifically to my audience. Now, someone else on LinkedIn might see that poll and go, oh, I need to change my strategy. And they might be wrong because that's not their audience. Right. right? right. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, I also did the periodicity thing. Like, how often do you do you want the email? Right. And um, I had all kinds of responses because part of my community uh, are, are engineers that have written books that are doing things. And some of them are creative entrepreneurs that have written books that are, that are creating courses. So I have all these different people um, and I was able to find out what best suited that audience just by doing some market research within my own network. And then also including that in a few emails that went out before I restarted my campaign. But the yeah. reason I'm telling you guys that is I got all those ideas straight out of chapter six in this book and you can be a little creative with it. And if you feel like you have to re hit the reset button on your newsletter, it's okay. Um, you don't have to tell, uh, you know, you don't have to tell this whole story about why you're doing it. You can just say, Hey, look, we're kicking off a new series. It's going to be, it's going to be very informative. And, and, and I'm, I'm giving you guys a chance to, to stay on the line and here we go. Um, and that's a very fun way and a, a very easy to receive way to kind of engage your audience and let them know if you have a change coming without being, you know, trying to send them a whole list of reasons why you're doing what you're doing. It's like, just just come up with your plan and move forward and have fun with it. You can't, you can't do the wrong thing with the right reader and you can't do the right thing with the wrong reader, right? The people who like it are going to like it. The people that are not going to like it are going to unsubscribe. The people that love it are going to love it. And that's wonderful. I do want to say, I want to, I want to emphasize something that you said, because you said, be patient with yourselves. And in the, in the book, I said, you know, do some math. And there's a big number in there, right? Yeah. 480 newsletters. And somebody went, I'm going to have to write 480 newsletters. And so let me tell you, when I wrote my, when I figured out the year life cycle, and I'm going to do Monday through Friday for a year, mm -hmm. 52 weeks times five is a lot of freaking newsletters. Yeah. I wrote it one day at a time. I committed that I was going to write one week at a time so I could stay in the right brain space. Mm. So when I sat down to write, I sat down and wrote next week's newsletters, scheduled them. And now the, now's the fun part, the rescheduling. <laughs> so it's not as complex. If you take some time to pull the lens back, if you stop with the shotgun approach, right? And you say, okay, wait a minute, what's the life cycle of my reader? What am I writing about to them? What do they want to learn from me? 
And then, because I want people to keep them. When people say, I have a folder with your name on it and all your newsletters go in there for future reference. Good idea. Right? That's what you do, but that's what people tell me they do. And it's so fun to hear that because then that means I'm putting out valuable content that people want to read, that they're looking for and that they're enjoying. And so that's what I want is I want whether someone buys a book or they don't, they buy a course or they don't, they join the mastermind or they don't, they hire me to do a book or they don't, they're getting valuable information for free as often as they want it on a regular, consistent basis. But I did not write 52 weeks of emails times five. You're the math person, 250 emails, 260 emails. I did not write that at one time in one sitting, I wrote it five newsletters at a time for an entire year with the end result in mind. And with a map, I put a, a roadmap down. I'm going to write about this subject until I'm done writing about it. I'm going to write about this subject until I'm done writing about it. And then as things occur to me, I'll be able to expand. I'll be able to expand on the marketing. I'll be able to expand on the writing. I'll be able to provide new tools and insights and, and information. And so I'm just laying the groundwork. So I'm not going anywhere. That's all right. Right. Talking to someone yesterday. I'm like, when someone is a career something, they're not looking to do it for 10 minutes and then move on. Like it's their career, it's their calling. And so they want to do it for a long time. So just if you, if you're, if this is giving you pause and you're thinking, wow, now I need to completely rethink about how I'm doing everything. And I have all these ideas. It's like, it's fine. Take some time, get out some paper, open a document, however you think best and allow yourself to let the ideas come to you. Because if I hadn't taken the white space, it wouldn't have occurred to me that I could put some things on automatic and serve people with work I had already done. You don't always have to write new content. Right. Yep. Right. It's like the best way to market a book is to write another book. And so that might be a better way for you to spend time than to keep writing a newsletter. So I think we're at time, but yeah. I wanted to end with that. Yes, ma'am. Um, in closing, uh, we got like a minute left. Um, what's your book recommendation for the week? What are you reading? Oh gosh. Um, what am I reading? Well, right now I'm, I'm not reading nonfiction. I'm reading JT Ellison's uh, series, her Lieutenant Taylor Jackson series. And she has a new one coming out in a, like just five minutes. And I hadn't read the series yet. So in order to get to book nine, I have to read books one through eight. And she gave me a signed copy of book nine. So now every spare minute, I'm like, oh, Lucas, are you late for ours? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, take your time, take your time. I'll just be over here reading on my phone. I'm having fun. I'm also kind of reviewing some other books to recommend in my upcoming book. So there's a little bit of that reading going on. So right. Stay tuned. Well, what I'm reading you read? your, I'm reading your manuscript. Uh, okay. Do I call it a manuscript? Cause it hasn't been published yet. I'm reading your book, um, publication. Yes. Um, and I'm also in no, no surprise here. Okay. All right. Jeffrey Gittimer's sales manifesto. So, so good, right? Um, what I try to do is like, bite-sized chunks of things that are moving my business every day. And um, both Jeffrey Gittimer and Jen Gittimer's book, uh, Sales in a New York Minute, are bite-sized yeah. um, lessons, which are which are great for me um, to kind of digest every day and just keep my game sharp. So I need that. 
Um, okay, cool. Well, uh, guys, thank you so much for watching or listening. If you're on the podcast, make sure you subscribe. If you're on the YouTube channel, make sure you guys subscribe. Um, make sure you like, love. I want to make sure I get this right, Honoré, because you said something last week that I thought was awesome. Um, like, love, share, heart, send flowers, eat dark chocolate, and take a nap. <laughs> Do all the things. <laughs> all the things, yes. And if you are a content creator and you're writing a newsletter, put some notes in the chat. Tell us what your expertise is, what your newsletter is, and put a link to your newsletter so that people who find it can subscribe to you and your work because we want to support you. And if you're working on a book, tell us about that too. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, guys, we'll see your newsletter in the comments section. Drop it in there and we'll talk to you guys in the next video. Take it easy. Bye, everybody.